Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Thursday, March 22nd. We're talking Braves baseball. Pleased to be joined by Braves reporter for MLB.com, Mark Bowman. And Mark, let's start off first talking about Lucas Sims, who was on the Hill, uh, maybe looking for an opening day rotation, but we're taping this on a Thursday, and he went today, and it didn't didn't look too good, did it? Three innings, six runs, his ERA over 10 this spring. So is this uh, looking like Sims is the odd man out there in the rotation? Well, yeah. I mean, and, you know, I'd have to say he was a a long shot for the rotation, and it probably is the best bet would have been for him to have been uh, slotted into being one of the two long relievers they would have carried to start the season. Uh, you know, obviously they – same time, they, they do need a fifth starter for a couple weeks while Luis Guajara is out. You know, you've got Scott Kasner, who uh, hasn't been overly impressive yet this spring. You've got Annabelle Sanchez, who was released by the Twins. That they, he signed a minor league deal with the Braves last week. The thing is, that even if you said, okay, Sanchez is, is better choice than Kasner, okay, so now he's a non-roster guy. You're also going to have to add a couple other non-roster guys uh, Danny Santana, maybe Ezekiel Pereira. Ronald Cooney's going to need a 40-man spot. Now all of a sudden you should be in the 40-man spot. So I think they were looking for at least maybe think about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's a, a kid, a you know, former first-round draft choice. There's a lot of people in that organization that still pull for him. They, they want to see him do well. I, I just think that his future is probably in the bullpen, and he might end up being a one-inning guy where he changes his approach a little bit. He's certainly a likable guy. I, I just don't see his uh, long-term future as a starter, especially within this organization, or even, you know, you've got your opening day starter who, you know, by, by June or July, it, it might be clear that he's the fourth or fifth best pitcher within this organization if everything goes right. Some of their young can make their strides. That, that's where the future is here with this organization. This is going to be a weeding out here. Uh, and it, it was only fair to give them this opportunity. He's third four. You don't pull the plug yet, but if I had to guess, his future is this early. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's stay with the rotation. A guy who who did look good in his last outing there after two minor league starts. He went out on Wednesday with the big league team, Brandon McCarthy, and he looked pretty good. So he seems to be ready for the regular season. Yeah, he definitely is. He he's uh, he's an interesting guy. It's been fun to to get to know him. Uh, I look forward to, to 
talked to throughout the season. He's very uh, he tells it how it is. He asked how did how are you going to how do you compare this start as compared to the one you're going to make Monday night the exhibition game against the Yankees in Atlanta. And he said, you know, well, it's basically a an emotionally spring training start, but it was but it felt like the regular season or it was like the regular season. I'm sorry. In other words, hey, look, I've been through this before. I prepared. I'm ready. Let's get the real thing going. And, and the one thing with McCarthy, he worked on his slider this uh, spring. That was a big focus for him. He, he feels comfortable with that. He's healthy. Um, you know, he, he obviously battled a lot of different ailments last year. It's not great to go into the offseason knowing that your last pitch was a uh, game winner for a team that ended up beating in the World Series. So, uh, yeah, that the home run he allowed to George Springer in the 11th inning of game two. So, I, you know, there's a little bit of motivation, or not, not motivation, I don't want to say that, but, you know, it's not just from that home run, it's just coming back and proving, hey, he's still got a little bit left uh, in the tank, and he's pitching for his next contract this year. Maybe a little extra chip on the shoulder. That never hurt anyone, especially that's a competitor. So, uh, yeah, Brandon yeah. seems ready to go. Uh, Julio Tehran ready to roll, uh, making a Braves record, fifth consecutive opening day start. I was kind of surprised to read that. Maybe I shouldn't be, but Fifth, fifth consecutive opening day start, a Braves record with all the tremendous Braves pitchers of the past. So, Tehran, you mentioned by the end of the season, he might not be considered the number one guy, but at least for now, going into the season, he, he's the number one guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's fine. It, 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 I don't think anyone was surprised he got the opening day start. And in all honesty, there really has never been a surprise in any of these five years. You know, the first start came because two guys got injured, Chris Medlin and Brandon Beachy. Uh, the next or have been within a rebuild in which he's been considered the anchor of a rotation and taken on a lot of different looks over the last couple of years. You know, now you're starting to see this is a big year for Mike Poltonevich and Sean Newcomb. Uh, you're going to see Mike Soroka at some point this year. And, it, and it's a big year for Julio because, yeah, this is his fifth opening day start. He certainly has reason to be proud about that. But at the same time, you know, if you take a step back and, and look at the other names that he's linked with, Frank Maddox, Phil Negro, and Rick Bell are the only others that made five you know, opening day starts. They're none of them five protected five opening day starts in Atlanta history, and we all know where Negro and Maddox ended up you know, as Hall of Famers, and this kind of applies to Negro as well. But when you throw in Rick Baylor there, remember that was during the 80s. Those were some lean years as well. So it's easier to compare him there to that level of pitcher than it is to Maddox or Negro. But at the same time, certainly it's going to be an honor for him to, to step out there, this will just be his second opening day starter at home. I think he's looking forward to that. No question about it. Talking with Braves reporter for MLB.com, Mark Bowman. Mark, explain this one to me. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., number two prospect all of baseball. I've loved watching him in spring training, hitting the cover off the ball, doing great things. And then he was sent down. But there, there's a bit of an explanation behind that. Maybe you can just clear that up as to why Acuna was sent down and what it means going forward. I, I don't think there was ever any question that he was going to be sent down. I mean, that's kind of that's been the narrative all the way since January. Obviously, the team can't come out and say that because then all of a sudden that's a that's an easy easy agreement for the the union to win. At the same time, it's it's a it's a move that makes perfect sense. It's, it's not a team that's two weeks away from uh, two weeks of Ronald Acuna away from being in the playoff team. Brandon McCarthy comes back the other day. I saw him you know, arguing with fans, and he says. Well, nobody said that about the Twins or back That's fine. That's like the way a player's supposed to feel. Fans, those fans that want to see him in there, uh, you know, over the entirety of the 162-game season, that's the approach they're supposed to take, too. Fans want to see their 
team be at full strength, you know, as often as possible. But at the same time, when your general manager is positioned at Alex Anthopoulos, then you have to evaluate how these short-term or these current decisions, how you know, not only if they affect the short term, but more importantly the long term, especially when you're within a rebuild and you know what's coming. And so instead of, you know, you sacrifice two weeks of Ronald Acuna right now, it's going to end up being 13 games. You can, you can come out as early as April 14th. You sacrifice two weeks in exchange during a season where you're probably not going to win with or without him, and then you get a full season in 2024, that's a season where you might still have a rotation. You know, Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright, some of these top pitchers and, uh, that they have in the organization. Do we know what they're going to be in 2024? No, but there's a better chance to project that they're going to be much better than they are right now because you can kind of have a feel where they where they are now. If Mike Volkanevich takes a big stride forward, Sean Newcomb, uh, Luis Gohara comes back from his ankle injury, and that rotation and Brandon McCarthy proves to be, you know, a, a stable force in that rotation. Okay, yeah, this, this team has a chance to surprise and, and exceed expectations. But I think you have to play the probability game. And, you know, when, you, when you're going to take that gamble, I, I don't think I would ever gamble two weeks within this season to get full year of control of Ronald Acuna when he's closer to his prime at that point. Anyhow, it would be 26 years old in 2024. Absolutely, and I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, it makes sense when you explain it that way for sure, and I think the Braves fans will understand that moving forward. They can wait a couple weeks to see Acuna, but just to finish up on him too, I mean, you've watched him all spring. This guy is ready, though, physically, right, to perform at, at the major league level. There, there's no doubt about it. You know, this kid is different. I, I've seen a lot of prospects over the years. I'm not, I wasn't, wasn't around for, for Chipper, but, uh, you know, I've seen Jeff Frank Moore, and I've seen Jason Hayward. This kid's different. This kid moves different. I, I think that, you know, the, the game has a couple of these few young stars right now. Uh, Robles there with the Nationals. It's going to be a, it's going to be fun to see those two compete against each other over the next few years. It's um, the one thing that, that Ronald, the numbers prove this as well. It doesn't take him long to adapt to a new situation. You look at what he did at the Class A level last year. They were He put up good numbers. He put up better numbers at Del Way, and they were even better in Triple A. This year's spring training, you know, he had a couple bad games, and then he went, he caught fire, and it doesn't take him long to, to, to adapt to the game. Uh, I like his swing. I like, I like the routes he takes in the outfield. There are some uh, maybe some talk about it. Maybe his base running needs to improve. You look at his stolen base percentage last year. Some of the turns he takes on the bases, but I, I did not see a significant problem problem there. I saw improvement there uh, based on you know what I heard and what I expected coming into camp. And you know I, I think this kid, we've all said that he's the best prospect. Uh, the Braves have seen since Andrew Jones. Well, you know he he's certainly on that level. Uh, he has that capability to, to have that kind of career. And I thought Ralph Gar, while Ralph Gar played with Hank Aaron, he wasn't with him in 1954 when, when, when Hank was, or 55, whenever Hank would have been 20 years old. But he said, look, from what I've seen from this kid, I think he probably would have been at least equal to where Hank was at 20. That doesn't mean he's going to have the career Hank had, but he has that, those kind of tools. He has that, that, the tools to, to be an elite player for many years. 
Well, if, if Braves fans weren't excited before about Acuna, I think you took it to a new level there. And, uh, and uh, definitely, I mean, I've seen him play too this spring training. He looks uh, looks tremendous, very exciting player, and, and can't wait to see him at the major league level. Last question real quick for you, Mark. Just You mentioned before, but if everything goes well, what what is the ceiling for this Braves team if everything goes uh, really well and everyone stays healthy here? Yeah, I'd say the ceiling is probably 84, 85 wins. If you enter September, maybe with I, I don't know if there's, there's going to be legit hope for a playoff work when you enter September because my expectation is the second half is going to be that much better than the first half. I think once some of these, you know, Soroka gets in the rotation, you, you know, who just, you know, fully entrenched as a, a big leaguer, he's comfortable with the scene. Uh, maybe you, you start to mix and match within that lineup once, once he starts to get comfortable. Uh, I, I do expect. The, the rotation will improve as the, the summer goes on. Like I said, there'll be a weeding out process, and I, and I think they'll be able to use maybe some of the pieces, you know, the, the depth within their system to strengthen their bullpen. This probably isn't the year for them to make the playoffs, but I think the second half will provide fans reason to be excited about you know what should be a legit possibility for them to be playoff contenders in 2019. You know, because they will have what they had this year Definitely. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, exciting times for Braves fans, no question about it. And we'll see how it all plays out. Great stuff as always, my friend. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.